Hi guys, I just wanted to make a disclaimer that finances are very personable. All the content that you'll be hearing on our podcast are simply tips and tricks that we've learned through self-study or courses that we have taken. Although we are licensed professionals, I highly recommend that you sit down with a licensed professional one-on-one to design a plan specifically for you. If you do not know a licensed professional, feel free to contact me. If I'm not able to help you directly, I'll help you get in contact with someone that may. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Today we're going to talk about our experiences with buying cars. So for the two cars, I actually didn't have co-signers because my credit was really good, guys. It's really important that your credit score will go down when you first get a car Mm -hmm. and you don't have really any credit established or you have low credit right because i needed either a co-signer because i didn't have good enough credit six months after i purchased my car got into a car cash totaled like a credit line right don't get in a trap of them giving you more money for your credit line and then you thinking that you could spend more money <laughs> make sure that i damn near maxed out my credit card do me that gap insurance is a must for your car and as well as on your insurance Speaking from someone that had an accident. Three, <laughs> two, one. Here we go. Well, I am Michelle, and I want to thank you guys for listening to Unorthodox today. Please remember to comment, like, and share to a friend if you find value. Today, I'm sharing, I'm starting because we're going to do a little bit of finance today. It's going to be a little finance, but we're going to do it very unorthodox. So, it's going to be like a story time, but mixing in tips and tricks that we learn through our process of buying a car. Now, before we get into that, Jello, how are you today? I am doing well, y'all. It's the day before Thanksgiving, and um, I'm just very thankful that I have a loving family that cares enough about me and about each other to want to celebrate with each other even though that we might like we can't as big as we want to but just the thought of it counts and i'm just super grateful for my family and um i want to give you know mm. so i'm feeling really good really grateful how are you feeling i love that and as well i'm feeling very grateful very blessed very i can't even find the word it's just very grounded like I've never found so felt so leveled with the world. Like, and it's crazy because during this time, like literally on my way home, I just got the alert that we were shutting back down again. But I literally feel leveled. Like, speaking to my family members, going to reach out to some more. It's just very leveled, very positive, very loving. I think that's what it's all about. It's all about that love, right? Yeah. I like that. I love that. So let's get into these finances, cause. <laughs> She's about to eat us up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about our experiences with buying cars. Now, we both are 21, and between both of us, we've had six. No, I'm going to say five because one of those cars we shared. So, five. Yep, still count it though. You can't count it out. That was our oh, no, no, no. You know what? It is six. Yeah. Even though we did share the car, seven would be if we didn't. Because yeah. you, had, I bought two, and then you <laughs> bought four. Yeah. So we had a total of six cars, and we're both twenty-one. Yes. So we know a little bit about getting cars. We have two different experiences, so we're gonna give them 
to you from the person that's a first-time buyer going to the dealership to mm-hmm. someone that's getting a used car from the dealership to someone that's getting a used car from their uncle or their dad's friend. So we have a bunch of different experiences. I'm gonna let Jalil tell his story first, and then we're okay. Gonna- so the first car that I got, it was um, through my dad's coworker. And um, I paid about like five hundred dollars for it. It was like a nineteen ninety six car. Um, it was like a Pontiac. And then uh, the second car I got, um, it was a Ford. And uh, that was like nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine car. So um, that was about like seven hundred dollars. First one was like a five hundred. So there was no real like car buying experience that I really had. My dad really took care of everything. <laughs> um, I really took the back seat towards everything. So there's nothing else really there for that. Um, but for my second car. Um, well, my third car, I mean, when I actually got my Nissan, I actually went to a real car car dealership, uh, Rootman Tool, and shout out to y'all. And, um, when I went there, I went to go get my Nissan, and my dad really took over most of the experience because I didn't really know what they were talking about. Um, as far as anything, my dad just took literally everything over. So, um, that experience was good. I mean, I was there most of the day, but I didn't really know what I was doing, what I was dealing with. I just let my dad kind of just take over full control um i didn't have i didn't really have like a lot of patience i just knew i just wanted a car it just had to be nice had to be shiny had to have like you know i was trying to get a car then the uh the fourth car that i got i took more control of it um i found out that i wanted a lincoln i don't know what it was about it but you know i just wanted a lincoln so i took more control over that um it was just with me, I was just being just a little impatient with the cars. So, I mean, I guess that's just my car experience. I know we could dive into it later, but that's basically it with my four cars. Now, the first the first time, the first two times you said you just paid them out cash. Yeah. Now, the second time, you, I mean, the third time you said you had to get a loan. Now, how did that go about? Like, did you have a co-signer or... How did you get approved for that one? So, for the two cars, I actually didn't have co-signers because my credit was really good, guys. Okay. It's really important okay. that... Yes, it's really important that you guys have um, some type of credit. Um, good credit is always good when you're in a car dealership because it will make your uh, co-payments lower um, as far as like you paying it and stuff like that. So, I did realize I had a friend like the Lincoln MKZ that I have now. No, the Nissan that I have now. I pay... It was $13,000, and I'm paying, like, $327 for it, right? But I know someone else who has a car that's, like, $13,000 as well, but they have to pay about, like, four or five or $500. Because mm, their, their credit is, like, a shot, or it's, like, a little lower than mine is. My credit, when I first got my first car, was 700 My car, my credit, when I got my second car, my MKZ, it was a, it was at $799 or Talk something to around the so I had a really good deal for that one, you know what I mean? So it, it was it, it, it was cool. So I paid loans for both of them because, of course, I wasn't paying none of them. But, uh, yeah, so the loans. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, was there anything specific that you were looking for while you were at the dealership? So for the first car, again, and I think this is just me because I had car experiences at <laughs> so young. The first two options, I really didn't have a choice. I just wanted a car. And my dad right. was just like, let me just go get him a car. And uh, the third time, I had my choice. And when I was actually looking around at cars, I was like, if the car don't got a screen in it, I don't want it. Because I had been through those two cars. And I think what really made me want a car with a screen is because, first of all, you had a screen. But then I was in high school, and I had these two cars. And I'm like, 
everybody else's car look better than mine. I was like, I need a car that's like up to date and like that's up to speed and everything like that. Trying to keep up with the Joneses or whatever the case may be. And um, yeah, though that was my first time. I was like, I need an up to date car. And then my second car, I was like, I don't know. I just seen the Lincoln and I just fell in love with the Lincoln. I just first wanted a car because I was like, I don't want to be on public transport. This is right after I got in my car accident. I was like, I just need a car. Like, I don't want to pay my rental anymore. I don't. I just want a car. And I just seen the MKZ and I fell in love with it, like, just instantly. I was going to get a Mercedes, but I was like, because my dad got one. And I was like, I got to get one. But I was like, let me chill. Any regrets from your car buying experience? Like, if you can give people one sound advice. Yeah. One thing to take to the bank, to take to the dealership, what would it be? Would be, um, take your time when you're car buying. People, the people at the car dealership don't let them don't allow them to rush you okay take your time they want you to get a car because they want to get paid but you want to make sure that you get the best car that you need that's right for you second one is do not keep up with the joneses do not worry about what everybody else has worry about how your financial status is going to be and everything like that just worry about that my third option but i mean my third choice would be make sure you go on carfax make sure you look at the car make sure you see is there any problems with this car make sure you thoroughly check the car thoroughly check the car especially if you're going to get it from a place that's not necessarily a car dealership please because i know a lot of people who have just gotten cars and then they'll be like oh this car is broken or this car is this or this car is that make sure you test drop the car make sure you don't hear any sounds or anything like that make sure you just thoroughly check the car you create you thoroughly do your research on a car when you want it I don't have any regrets because I've learned a lot and I'm able to teach everybody else. But that's what I've learned. Okay, okay. So let's bounce it back to you because you had a different experience than I had. You actually brought a new car mm-hmm. and then you brought a used car. So mm-hmm. tell me about that. So tell me about your car buying experiences and what you learned. Okay, so from the beginning, initially I was looking for a used car. Mm-hmm. Initially I was going to those rink-a-dink places that we like to call them and test driving those cars. However, my mom doesn't drive. Like she, yeah. because of medical reasons, is not allowed to drive. Yeah. My dad lives in North Carolina. Yeah. I didn't have anyone to go with me and I know nothing about cars, so yeah. I didn't have anyone to go with me around to check out the car, to know what the eggs for and all of those things. Yeah. Great thing my pop-up moved around the corner. So um, my mom called my pop-up up and he would go to those rinky-dink places with me. He's really good with uh, cars and stuff like that. So in that process, he was going, he was asking, he was checking and all of that good stuff. However, at that point, they were telling me I needed either a co-signer because I didn't have good enough credit. So this was way before I actually got my first car. So I'm like, okay. I'm asking my aunt. I'm asking everybody. Nobody wants to co-sign for me. So I'm like, bet. I got to do this myself. So what I had to do was I had to start to build my credit. Mm-hmm. How I started to build my credit was I started, I got a student credit card. Yeah. Around that time, I think I was like, I just turned 18. Yeah. So I got a student credit card, started mm-hmm. building my credit. I just would buy little stuff. Like I would mm-hmm. buy groceries then pay the credit card off. Yeah. I would let it sit for like one statement so they see that I'm using it and then just pay it off. Yeah. I wouldn't go past anything that was in my pocket. That's a, that's a gem. Write that down. I wouldn't go past anything that's in my pocket. So yeah. by the time I was ready to actually pay for a car, yeah. my credit score was like 720. Yeah. So going to a dealership, I had bought a new car. I'm like, I don't know nothing about cars. 
I want the car to be perfect. I don't know what to look for. I know if I'm buying a new car from the dealership, then it has to be right because right. no one else has this car. Right. Like, I literally bought my car with maybe 20 miles on it, and that's because of test driving. Yeah. So, going into the dealership, because my credit was so good, I was only paid, during this time it was 2018, so I got a 2018 Mitsubishi yeah. um, G4. So during that time, my credit pay, my car payments was three, dollars and that's because mm-hmm. I had good credit. Yeah. I still knew nothing about buying cars. So yeah. whatever he told me, I was like, great, let's go. I like the way yeah. the car drove. I seen the screen. That was the first time I actually seen like the whole car play screen. I'm like, this yeah. is amazing. Like, why wouldn't I get this car? Yeah. It's black. It's nice and small. I got the backup camera. I can't park for nothing. I don't know why they gave me a license. Right. But I got it. Fast forward six months. We're still in 2018. Six months after I purchased my car, got into a car crash. Totaled, totaled my baby, right? Great thing about going to the dealership is, and knowing a little bit, cause I did do a little bit of research, is I made sure that I had gap insurance with my car dealership and I had gap insurance along with my car insurance. Now what gap insurance is, is it covers what your insurance doesn't cover, right? So I had gap insurance on my actual car and then I had gap insurance with my car insurance. So therefore, when I got into the accident and I reported that claim, nothing came out of my pocket. The car insurance and the gap insurance covered everything. I didn't have to pay anything out of pocket. I think they sent me a check for, after everything was over, they sent me a check for like $100 that was left over because I was already paying on the car a little bit. But mind you, it was only six months. The car was about 16000 so I had a long ways to go. So fast forward, I had to go use Jalil's car because I was crying. I was going through it. I'm like, everybody was right. I'm a failure. Now I feel bad. I'm like, okay, going into this, I'm not buying a new car because I messed up the last car. So Jalil was gracious enough to let me use his car. Um, the only thing I had to do with that car because he was already using it was just get new brakes. Um, title. Oh yeah, brakes and the title switched over to me. So that was pretty cool. I didn't really have to do much and he didn't charge me for the car. All I had to do was get brakes on it. So it's my baby. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have to pay for that. Fast forward, we're going to, we're going to Jamaica. We have this plan to go to Jamaica, but I already set my set my eyes on getting a new car. I said for my 19th birthday, I'm going to get me a new car. Was it my 19th? No, it was my 20th birthday. 20th. You had the car for a year. Yeah, yeah. So I go. Uh, I kept telling everybody. I spoke it into existence. I didn't know where I was getting this money from for a new car, because during that time period where I was saving up for my car, things kept happening. I had to give my mom some money. I had to give uh, my stepmom some money. Like. I had to give people money for emergencies. So my money was gone, right? I kept saying, I kept speaking into existence. I said, I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new car. For my birthday, I'm going to get a new car. A week before my birthday, something happened and I didn't have the money for my car. But I'm still telling people, I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get a new car. <sighs> On my birthday, lo and behold, April 13th, that is my birthday. I went to the dealership. I don't know where the money came from not going to ask any questions it was in my account so i went to the dealership for my birthday um and got a new car now this time i was a little more educated this time i sat through a credit like an overview so i knew what things to ask for 
as far as it goes to buying a car. So this is another gem. When you go to the dealership, they're going to try to do a hard pull on your car. Now, when they, what a hard pull is, is when they're checking your credit to see what's the best rate you can get. As Jalil mentioned before, the better your credit is, the lower your payment is. Now, if they do a hard pull, that brings your credit score down. You can ask them for a soft pull. And what the soft pull does is less points taken off of your credit. Little to no points taken off of your credit, I should put it that way. So therefore, if they try to tell you they can't do a soft pull, they're lying. They can. Always ask for the soft pull. Yeah, Jalo. I also wanted to say that because I think that you just brought up a very good point. Um, your credit score will go down when you first get a car mm-hmm. and you don't have really any credit established or you have low credit. Right. Because they're going to try to approve you for 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 whatever bank they can get you in. And mm-hmm. for my first car, I know for me because... My credit score was 700, but I was like a first car buyer, I guess, whatever the case may be, because you just brought up a good, really good point. I think they went through about like 13 different banks before yeah. they found a bank for me. This second time when I went around, just bringing up the point, which you said, it's about a soft pull and a hard pull. I didn't want to go through that process of them keep pulling my thing again. So what I did was I went through my credit union and they, they I applied and they approved me the first time. But I guess it's because of my credit was so good, but only went through one bank and if they was going to tell me no then that was just only going to be one soft pool i didn't go through a, um, a car dealership to have them find me a bank i actually went to my own bank and they approved me so i just wanted to just bring up that point that's a great point that's a great point it does bring down your credit score and i love that you put in that the difference between <laughs> the 13 and the one it's just the one did mm-hmm. it, when you seen the 13 did it how do you remember how drastic it brought down your credit score versus the one pool when I say I got dragged, <laughs> like Harambe did the key, <laughs> it dragged, it dragged it down so bad. It wasn't dragging down really, really bad, but I was in the six hundreds. Okay. And I was like, I was like at seven, seven twenty. I'm like, where I'm at right now, and it's like I'm at six hundreds. I was like, I was a little mad about it, but I mean, it's off now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, yeah, I, I was pissed. Let's okay. not. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, I do want to add that in. When I bought my first car, they did pull me for about. It wasn't 13. They pulled me for probably like six. And it definitely did. When I first bought my car, I was like 720. So after they did all those pulls, it took me down to about 700, 650. So, but by the time I got my new car, my credit score went back up to a 700. Mm -hmm. So going into that, I had a 700 credit score. And for the age of 20, that was really good. And plus I had this amount this cash that just appeared in my account to put down um and i also want to talk about putting money down now when i was going to look for my car going into the dealership i'm like i want a nissan jalil got a nissan i've always wanted a nissan first of all before he even got his nissan a nissan was my dream car a nissan ultima i'm like that it has to be my first car um however i seen the color on my champagne poppy on my presidential Malibu and I said I want this one right here I sat in it and I couldn't get up now what I asked him about the car was how many drivers did it have how many previous drivers did it have um what's the mileage has it been in any accidents the reason why I asked those questions is because if your car has already been in accidents and is uh just needing repairs and stuff like that it's not going to function as good because it's not the original parts so it's not going to function as good it's going to be more problems it's kind of like if you break your arm one time you're prone to get in 
injured again and again. You get what I'm saying? So that's exactly the same way with the car. So I asked how many accidents, how many owners, um, basically getting all the credit history. And I seen it, I'm comparing the prices. I actually examined the car. The first time I did not examine the car when I purchased it, I just got in, I said, ooh, I love it, <laughs> I want it. I examined the car. And I think the price they were trying to sell it to me for was, I wanna say like 17, 17,000, it it's a 2018 Chevy Malibu. Uh, they wanted to sell it to me for 17,000. Now I did my walk around, I sat in the car, and while I walked around the car, I noticed a few scratches and dents. So I pointed them out and I'm like, <laughs> on this sticker right here on the door, it says perfect edition, no scratches, no dents. But I see a scratch and a dent right here. And he's like, oh no, uh, da, da, da. long story short, talked him down to about 1500 15000 I'm sorry, not 1500 15000 So that's how much they sold me the car for. And mind you, again, I said, I asked for soft pools. Because my credit score was already high, I already asked for the banks that I knew that I can get approved for. But then he did one more soft pull and found me uh, a bank, a credit union that would give me a lower interest rate. So this time, for the same year car, in my opinion, a better car, because my credit score was better, because I asked for lower pools, and because I negotiated because I knew a little bit more, and I was talking like I knew a little bit more, I only pay $290 for my car payments. Mind you, I said I got a new car before, same year, 2018, it was paying three something. Coming back, 2018, in my opinion, a better car, um, paying less. And also, just before you bring off that point, because I know that was a really good point. Just how you said that you pay, like you're paying like lesser amount for like a better car, right? I want to bring the importance of guys going to a car dealership when you have good credit because, like I said, I paid thirteen when I first when I first got my car. It was seven hundred. I was paying it was like thirteen thousand. I was paying three hundred and twenty seven dollars for my first car note, right? The next car that I got, get this is two. It's twenty. It was twenty six thousand for my Lincoln, and I'm only paying three hundred and eighty dollars for it. Yeah. It only went up like. <laughs> don't quote me because I'm just guessing that was a really good point there that you brought up mm -hmm. so I just wanted to just bring that up thanks thanks I love being okay, nice. <laughs> thank you um and also I just lost my train of thought sorry well we could talk to them about because I know a bunch of people probably want to know like how did y'all get your credit up like oh yeah yeah that's what I was about to go into see boom okay boom so how did you you want me to go first or you want to go first however you want to do this how did you get your credit up Y'all, from being in the 600, like the 6, six whatever I was in after my first car to now 791, um, I cannot do anything first without thanking Michelle for allowing me to get my first credit card, y'all. <laughs> she told me, get your Discover credit card or whatever the case, maybe I got a proof for it. Um, guys, get it. If you want it, access DM us. We'll refer you. We get $50. You get $50 per. It's a win-win. Okay, yeah, so it's a win-win. Just get it. It'll help you establish your credit and everything like that. My dad always taught me that credit was very important, so I made sure that I paid. I always paid my car notes on time. I never was late. I never, I never did any of that. I always paid my car notes on time, and I also made sure when I brought anything on my discover card i made sure that i was buying uh i was paying really big bills on them or i was making a really big purchase and paying them back right after 
and I would use it frequently, but not too much. But I would use it very frequently when I was make, when I was making like big purchases, and I'll make sure I would just pay it off. And in the midst of paying that, and then doing that, and then also having a loan that I had out. When you have out like a couple different like loans and stuff like that, and when you're like having like your credit card and you're using it not frequently, but in an okay usage, and they see you paying all of those bills at the same time, they're like, okay, they're responsible. So they're just going to keep giving you more things. Do not fall in a trap of when you're paying. Um, for like let's just say you have like a credit like a credit line right don't get in a trap of them giving you more money for your credit line and then you thinking that you could spend more money <laughs> make sure that you are just paying the amount that you used to pay because you spend more you want to be more tempted to spend more because you see that more money in there and that's how they get you and then you're not going to be able to pay anything back make sure that you are just using a big but don't do not buy anything if you don't have the money in your account just like i'm michelle so. i love it just love don't it. just don't do it don't do it it's not really your money, okay? It's their money. <laughs> just use the money that you got and just pay them back. You know what I mean? So that's basically how I did it. And I just did it in a repetitive thing. And that's how I got the 791. Um, What about you? Well, Miss Mamas. You know, um, I did the same thing. So <laughs> I... Well, actually, let me, let me add a little bit. Because Jalil's credit score is better than mine because... He followed what I said to the T. Now, I gave Jalil this advice. Me, on the other hand, I followed it until they kept giving me money. And I fell into the trap. I know about the trap. I teach about the trap. I fell into the trap. It's like I looked at the hole and I said, I shouldn't go down there, but I'm curious to see what's in there. So what wound up happening is I would... Like I said earlier, I would pay, I would buy little things like groceries or, you know, maybe some shoes here and there, but I would always have the money in my account. I wouldn't spend anything that I couldn't pay for. That my check from my job could not cover, I wouldn't buy it. However, doing that, they reward you. This is the trick. They reward you by giving you another credit line. They don't even ask you if you want it, by the way. I think they should start asking. But they don't ask you. They just give it to you. They say, congratulations. It's a false congratulations. Do not fall into it. Don't get excited. Because I fell into it and started spending more. And I'm like, okay, I don't got to pay the minimum payments. I don't have to do that because, you know, they got me. And with Discover, and in the beginning, I don't know, because they change um, their deals more often. But when I first got my card, I mean, when I first got my credit card, uh, they allowed you, like, the first payment, you didn't have to pay the minimum payment. But then the next one you did. But I would just wind up paying it all off. So I wouldn't let it get to the point where I owed them any money. I would just pay it all off. But they kept raising my credit limit to about 2000 I think I hit. They gave me a credit. I started off with 500 And they kept raising it until it hit 2000 And when it hit 2000 I said, okay. They trust me. They trust me. Trust me. I started spending more. I started spending out of control, out of control to the point where... I damn near maxed out my credit card. Damn near maxed out my credit card. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. All right. Ah. And here it begins. And once I started sitting down with my... Really quickly. Why is that a bad thing that you maxed out your credit? Why isn't a bad thing that I maxed out my credit? Why? Because I would start... Once I maxed out my credit card and I would pay my minimum payments, I noticed that my limit wasn't going down like it wasn't saying that i paid off mm -hmm. x y and z a lot of people think and this is another got you a lot of people think that they sell you on this zero percent apr 
it's always for the twer the first year. After that, the interest rate goes up. <laughs> Crazy. I think that interest rate on that card is, don't quote me for this, but I think it's about 27%. So I maxed out my credit card, mind you, paying a little um, minimum balance at the time or even paying like, you know, $100 on a minimum balance. I was getting charged in interest more than my minimum payment, meaning I was never going to be able to pay off that credit card if I did it the exact same way. Now, this is more so of a car buying experience, but I would love to go into a debt stacking. I think that'll be dope. You want to go into debt stacking now? Or have debt stacking as let's a different have, one? Let's, let's do that as a different one. Okay. Cool. I, I was can, just about to tell you the time. All right. But I'll go into debt stacking um, in another one. But yeah, hitting... Yeah, maxing out my credit basically, card. Basically, yeah, maxing out my credit <laughs> card uh, was a terrible thing because it made my credit score go down. Let's just sum that up. It made my credit score go down because I was utilizing all of my credit. They seen that it's kind of like nail is the reverse. They see that I'm not responsible. They see that I'm using all of the money they give you. They never really want you to use all the money, but they want to see that you can use some of it and pay it back. They want to see how responsible you are. They want to see if you're going to take the bait. And I took the bait. And, I mean, I got it down now. That's going to be another episode where we do credit it, uh, stacking. But, yeah, that, that really hurt. What did you have? Let's just give just some final tips. Because I think that we gave up some really good uh, information as far mm -hmm. as our credit goes. So, what is what is some do's? Let's give up, like, ten do's and don'ts for buying a car. Um, five a piece? Hmm? Five a piece or ten each? Yeah, let's do five a piece. Okay. We could just go back and forth. All right, so for me, I'll go for you. Yeah. Um, make sure that you're not driving around to every car dealership. That is what websites are for. They literally have the car. Everything that you need there is there. You might not be able to see it in person, but make sure that you aren't just driving around to every car dealership. You're going to waste a lot of time, a lot of gas, and a lot of energy doing that because it's very draining going to a bunch of different car dealerships. Use the websites first. Once you find the car that you want, that you want to hone in on, then you go see that car yourself. Um, my first tip is to make sure your credit is in line. And if you don't have, if no one ever talked to you about credit, um, have that conversation with your parent or your guardian, whoever's in your life that helps you with your finances and ask them if you can be a co-signer on their card. That will help you build your uh, credit as well. And it won't have you in the dark when you go to the dealership looking lost. Kind of like you won't go in there and they won't see that you are fresh meat and you're clueless and you don't know what they're talking about and they can just throw you in any car. Make sure you have that conversation prior or look into building your credit prior to buying a car. Number three, make sure that you guys go to a car dealership with someone that is car dealership experience. Do not go there on your own and expecting to trust these people that you go there with because a lot of them, they just want to make their sale quota. Okay, make sure that you go with somebody that you know. And if you don't know anybody there, just like how Michelle didn't really have that many resources, there's podcasts, just like how this one, even though we're not really satisfied. There's podcasts that I used to listen to that's car dealership, all that good stuff. It's YouTube videos. Make sure you get that knowledge if somebody can't go there with you. Also, get gap insurance on your car. This is why you go to a dealership. Get gap insurance on your car. Make sure you get good insurance. At, from the dealership make sure all of that stuff is in line do not let them talk to talk you into anything you don't need but also do not let them skip out on anything you do need that gap insurance is a must 
for your car and as well as on your insurance. Speaking from someone that had an accident. Next. That is perfect. Next is car insurance. Make sure that you get the right car insurance with the right type of everything that you need. If you need help, there again is podcasts, YouTube videos, all of that. Make sure that you know exactly what kind of car insurance that you are getting. You need to know um, how much you have for the first party, how much you have, like, do you want to stack, unstack. You need to know all of those things, and a warranty is definitely really good as well. Make sure that you know, basically, the back end of getting your car, because it's not just about getting your car. It's about the car insurance. It's about the gap. It's about the warranty. It's about the back end stuff, too. Also, go before you go into the dealership, when you're looking for a car, have a price that you do not want to exceed. Have a limit so you know, okay, I can only look at these cars in the in this room and I'm not going to go over. So, therefore, you know how much money you will need to put down. Do not go to the dealership without a budget, without an area of what I'm going to spend because you'll wind up leaving the dealership with a car that you cannot afford anymore. Make sure you guys go through your banks first before you guys try to go through a dealership because the dealerships don't really care what your interest rates look like anything like that. I could just give a really short experience. The bank that I had with my interest rate with that car was about like 11.9%. But then when I got it through my bank, well, when I got it through my credit union, I should say it was like 2%. It was like a, a 2% interest rate. So, um, make sure you go through your bank first before you go through a dealership because again, they will pull it a lot. Lastly, do your own research prior to going to a dealership. Don't go there like a, de a deer out of headlights. Like, make sure you know a little bit of something. Like, you don't have to study it. You don't have to be, like, the world's best car dealership connoisseur. Like, no. Just make sure you know enough that when they say certain words, you won't be looking lost. Because, like Jalil said, they're just trying to hit their mark for the month. They're going to say a bunch of words. They're going to throw a bunch of jargon at you that they're not expecting you to know and once you give off those facial expressions like you don't know that's when they reel you in with a bunch of stuff that you don't need and they try to suck you in with buying extra stuff that you don't need and putting more money down or putting x y and z down do your own research look things up come up with the budget go there get a car be the man I'm done. <laughs> don't back down from these people, okay? They don't, don't, this is not going to be the only car that you're ever going to get. Do not back down from these people. Just like how Michelle said, just make sure that you guys are being very, um, just, you just got to know what you want and you got to be in there. You got to know what you want. Just like how she says, don't, like, you set a price, you go there with it. Even if you don't know what you're talking about, pretend like you know what you're talking about. You understand what I'm That's saying? That's it right there. Like, you just, you don't, just don't back down because a lot of times they will try to corner you. But, you got to remember it's sales and everything could be negotiated in sales. Um, money Anyone. down. Uh, putting money down, that also relies on your credit. However, make sure you have bare minimum. I personally would say bare minimum $1,000 to put down on any card. Simply because it helps with interest rates. That's really funny because um, I actually have a different kind of lesson that I was taught. Um, see, I was always told that for every 500 or I think $1,000 that you put down, it only takes off about like $20 from like your actual, uh, car note. So it doesn't really matter. And, um, for me, it was a better choice for me not to put down $1,000. I actually put on a lesser amount because it didn't make sense just for 
me to have twenty dollars off for every a thousand. Can I counter that? Go ahead, sis. Okay, so when I bought my second car, um, putting down a thousand would have had my interest rate at twelve, and when I put down fifteen hundred, my interest rate dropped down to four point seven. So I only paid four point seven on the interest of my car. Two different credit scores. No, same credit score. No, no, no. I'm saying, do you think it's because we had two different credit scores? That's what I'm asking. Oh, it could be, yeah. This is just from our experience. Yeah, from our experience. <laughs> we, we learn it as we go on, but we tell you what we know. All right. So, yeah, so that that that's just the end of this podcast, Michelle. I'm going to let you close this out. Um, okay, I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to the Unorthodox Podcast. Just a disclaimer. we Finances is very emotional. Finances is very subjective to each individual person. So that means not everything that we're saying is for everybody. Do not take what we're saying as a grain of salt. These are just tips and tricks that we learn. Do not say, well, Michelle and Jalil told me, nope, because I'm going to deny it. I did not tell you that. I'm giving you from my experience. Jalil's giving you from his experience. If you need help with your personal finances, you need to consult with a personal finance expert. I work in personal finances, so if you need me, you can DM me. And if I can't find the answer, I will find somebody that can find you the answer. So that is what I have. Please remember to comment, like, subscribe, share, tell a friend to tell a friend, post us in your Instagram, follow us on Instagram at the... The, I like that better, the podcast Unorthodox on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And guys, just make sure that you guys just give us just a bunch of feedback, the good, the bad, the ugly. We really appreciate it. And give this, share this with one person that you know will benefit from this. Because we know you know one person. Just share it just with one person. It'll really help us out a lot, and it'll help them out a lot, and it'll help you out a lot. Thank you guys so much for getting on this podcast. I appreciate it, and we will see you guys next Monday. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And happy holidays.